I definitely don't want to be that podcast that starts off being like, hey guys, welcome back to uh, Civitas. It's us. It's us. It's the podcast. There's a lot of like, let's just cut to the shit. Just Building this in. fucking, I do not apologize for this swearing, but I do apologize <laughs> for this swearing. Let's cut straight to the shit. Building this fucking place was a good time. It was a good time and the shittest time ever. It was literally everything. It was absolute chaos. Kind of rewarding a little bit. <laughs> kind of rewarding. Um, Small absolutely wins, obliterated sure. bodies. Mm. And Fuck now, I never want to be a tradie. I don't know how they do it. No. Like maybe a bit of carpentry here and there, but not like a full-time gig. No. Um, Jeff Rockin can suck my ass. Jeff Rockin can fucking die. Let's, <laughs> let's kick that out of the fucking window right now. Jeff Rockin can go die. It is the what I don't know if anyone wants to do that. It's not so much gluing the sheets on or no, sticking easy. the sheets on. That's easy. The little fucking cracks, hey. Little cracks. Cutting it. Sucked. Oh, joining that's... it. Using <laughs> the bucket. Scraping it on. Sanding it. Yeah. How's um? How's how's the fucking... Uh, when we're halfway through jet rocking some shit, I have friends, Dicko and uh, Barnes came in and they were like, yo... <laughs> You're not meant to be cutting jit rock with a fucking no. circular saw. After we've done it, like, <laughs> we were pretty much, like, 80% done. And they're like, what are you doing? Because we had the little Ryobi angle grinder out. Yeah. With, I'm pretty sure, a tile cutting bit on it. Yeah. Cutting it. Yeah. Which didn't work that bad, to be honest. I, it worked. It just made everything disgusting. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? We've never seen anyone do that ever. And we're like, oh, guess it did work yeah, just, we just build different we just build different we're building different but uh, we ended up getting it done of course yeah. clearly for anyone that has been in the shop uh, the shop is done um, yo let's just cut straight into let's talk about the worst shit Jacob what do you feel like was the worst experience for you for this build um, I think it was the like the most frustrating part was waiting on other people yeah because like we did probably 60% of the actual trades ourselves. Yeah. So we did the painting, the drip rocking. Um, Laying the concrete, tiling the concrete, walls. Concrete, tiling. Except for tiling the floor. Yeah, Lewis yeah. did the floors. Um, and there's little odd jobs here and there. Um, so I think like with that stuff, it got to the point where we were waiting on other people to like come in and get stuff done when they said they were going to, but just never did. Mm. Uh, and that was the most frustrating part because we knew that like we were willing to sacrifice time to come in here and just smash it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but you can't really force people into doing stuff. I mean, we learned that we kind of had to push hard. Yeah. And they'd get it yeah. done. But yeah. um, being out of our control, that was the most frustrating part. Yeah. I think like the most, of course, those things were out of our control in a way, but the biggest annoying thing was the window. And uh, yeah. look, I'm not going to throw the company under the bus. Like I'll tell people person to person, but uh, if I'm going to, we're going to put this up online and a couple of people are going to watch it, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. But people that we've got the window to do, they just delayed it. They they overpromised and underdelivered. Mm. Even now that we had to even adjust the window ourselves because it was like the latch wasn't working mm. properly. And uh yeah, like they just dropped the ball and we, we we ended up, at the end of the day, I sent them a nice little email saying, look, I'm not happy with these services. I'm not going to pay it. No. Pay the remainder amount. And they ended up putting their finger out the bum and ended up doing Did it that it, yeah. week. 
but even then I said, look, I'm, I don't feel like, like I ended up getting a discount off it, which is cool. They, they kind mm. of won me back a little bit, but at the same time, I'm never gone. I'm not going to yeah. go back. No, well, I think like to a certain extent, like they quoted it two and a half months before they actually did it. Yeah. And they said from the beginning that it was going to be done in, I believe, January. And then it came to that day and there was just like no communication at all. Yeah. And then every time we'd ask what was going on, they'd be like, oh, it's a supplier, it's a supplier, it's the supplier. And then eventually a month later, put it in and it wasn't right. Mm. It was too high. Mm. And then tried to blame us for it. And then by then we were just over it. And then it like we had to modify it a bit because it just didn't close. And it's an expensive window. Like it is what it is, but... Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a hundred bucks. No, the grand. <laughs> yeah, and we couldn't do anything about the cafe section until that window was in. Signage couldn't go up. No, we couldn't build the bench. It was holding a lot of shit up. Yeah, and that was the last push for us, where we were willing to come in and just get everything done, and pretty much everything else was finished up until that point. Mm-hmm. So we we're kind of just sitting here doing nothing, waiting for them to come in. A month later than they should have. Yeah. Only to deliver a window that sucked. And it, like the owner came back and he apologized and he said that that's not how they run the company. And I think to a certain extent, it was just the guy that we were dealing with yeah, for the most part. For sure. But yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but let's let's backtrack. Let me tell you a bit of the story of where and how we got to what we call Civitas Terrible now. Of course, we're going to talk about the build, mm-hmm. but there is also a story behind why we moved into this place. Of course, <laughs> uh when we first started private studio or private studio, what you would know on Campbell mm-hmm. present when Jacob and I first started, started there, uh, literally the next, the first day or the second day, we were like, yo, what's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when it began to, we began to manifest this idea of what we have now, the Civitas Terrigal, um, over a couple of, I think maybe, I'm going to go off a feeling the first kind of two, three months we were were like still growing the privacy. We're learning marketing kind of Mm. like, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, but in the back of our minds, like going, okay, where are we going? Mm. What do we want to do? Well, within those first three weeks, we, I remember we opened, we had an opening day and then the day after we were like sitting there recapping the night and like, okay, cool. Like what next? I remember we literally said that standing up in front of the shop. Yeah. And Three weeks after we opened, we closed because of COVID and all of that, which mm. is, is that happened and it's yeah. gone. Um, within those three weeks, it was when we were walking back to the car park every afternoon, there was an mm. empty shop next to where Love and Tonic is. Yeah, which now uh, is Lua's Lua, in there. And they're just down the road on the other side of the road. Very similar size. Yeah, I'd just a different this. layout. Just a little bit of a different layout. And it's been empty for ages. And we kept walking past it every day and being like, Oh, like it'd be cool to be in a big spot like that. Mm. And we kind of, I remember we threw out the idea of replacing one of the windows and putting the like a gas cafe sort like of thing a- in there. And then we entertained the idea of the, um, the bar as well and kind of kept thinking about it. And we even went into the shop next door just to suss yeah, it out and that. see what the layout was like. Cause yeah. then we knew they had a back room and a bathroom. We kind of played with the idea. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we closed for COVID for a month. Yeah, it was a month we decided to close for COVID. Yeah. And that's when we like, I think, without intentionally kind of thinking about this place, we 
started getting in our mind like where we wanted to go and I think that that month that we had off was a big lesson for us uh, we learned how to do podcasting of course now mm-hmm. we're here uh, we will upgrade the gear as we go but mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about that kind of stuff it's just about posting the content and having the value there um, but we learned about it we've we we tested and learned we we discussed ideas uh, we discussed plans and, and movement where we're going to take the private studio before we have Civitas. Uh, and we kept growing. We always had that idea of being the private shoe is more than barbersh- than a barbershop. And that's why mm. we wanted to run events and and have people be able to come down and just hang out without getting a haircut, right? Mm. Uh, and that's why, like, but the thing is we got stuck in this trap of being like, we're just a barbershop. Like, mm. and that's, we were just a barbershop in a way. Like, of yeah. course, we couldn't really cater for all as much as we wanted to say, like we we just couldn't cater for be people being able to come down. We we did a couple of things like the Friday night, uh, the P- TPS Fridays when we did, had a DJ in there. That first night we ever did that, fuck, it was that pumping. Yeah, that was sick. I was like, t- like, I think it was like twenty people in a in a in an eighteen to twenty square meter room. Like, yeah, everyone got like a meter to themselves. While we we're cutting hair. While we we're cutting hair. Yeah. Uh, and that was cool. Clearly now, if you haven't been in the shop and for the people that have can understand that we can actually cater for that on a real professional level now. We have a, we're literally sitting, for people that are watching this, we're sitting in a DJ booth built for a DJ. Events and parties and yeah. Whereas over there, we kind of have to cram the DJ in in for the corner. Yeah. Where the fucking hair wash basin was. Move you know? the table that they were at move to the get table. into the fridge. Exactly right. Like we have to move the fucking table. <laughs> yeah, let's see. It was cool. Like, and I don't, that was fun. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, like, I kind of miss that. Well, it was, it was definitely when we first had that idea, I remember like entertaining the idea of that other spot. And we said, maybe after a year of being in the studio, we'll start to think about that. Yeah. And that kind of like was like, okay, cool. We'll just, we'll forget about it for the moment because we can't do anything about it. We've been over for three months or two months at that point. Yeah. Um, and then we, we got talking to, it would have been with strategic. I think we mentioned that we wanted to do that. And they said like, look, well, yeah. this was a, like yeah. probably a year ago yeah. of less. Yeah. But he was like, look, like, well, they were like, look, you've, you're at that position where there's no point waiting. You may as well pursue something like yeah. that now rather than later it was a good little push yeah and that kind of got it in our heads of like okay well maybe we can do it even though we've only been open for five months at that point yeah um and then everything in there became a test for this exactly right and 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 like we we were very lucky of course we worked very hard uh we were very lucky to have experience in barbershops beforehand where we could build the barber clientele up a lot Mm. quicker which is really cool um didn't feel any kind of doubt that we wouldn't um but when we were started thinking i just for me personally even for today like even where i'm at right now uh i wanted to move outside of just being a barber and being a barber shop um mm. i want to just be able to provide value and and this all adds into why we built civitas is you know it wasn't just because oh yeah we're just gonna flex on people like you know this place mm. isn't kind of like hey we're just gonna build this really cool place just to be like, fuck, we have this cool place. It's like we we actually built it in the mindset of utilizing each space to the best of its ability to to cater experiences for humans. And that's why mm. we've got, you know, our 
slogan being for humans mm. um, because Jake and I strongly believe that we just want to cater for everyone, not just men, mm. but for women as well. Like, why not? Uh, there's a lot of masculine, masculinity around barbershops and, you know, mm. how women aren't allowed to be in the barbershop, especially if you get a, a woman coming in to get a, a one mm. short haircut. Like, Which happens regularly. Regularly. Yeah. We have regular clients that come in and are women. Yeah. You know? um, and Haley's a woman. She's a barber. She's a part yeah. of it. And there's, it, it doesn't mean, it shouldn't change the dynamic, but... Anyway, so that's like a small slither of why we've built this as well too. So um, going in back to what Jacob was talking about when Strategic kind of gave us that little push, uh, it made us believe that we could do it and we started looking into shit. Hey, we mm. started kind of, okay, like if we're going to do this, how are we going to do this? You yeah. know, and um, We started that planning stage and looking around and I think like the first part of that stage was – looking for a space and pretty much as soon as we started looking for a space we got in contact with the real estate and that space that we're looking at was gone yeah probably the week that we actually approached them mm-hmm. um which but i never actually like when that came up and i'm sure you're the exact same as well like when that when that when they were like oh no it's already gone i was like okay well, where else let's have a look yeah exactly right. i wasn't like oh, okay let's give up yeah exactly right that's what's gone yeah. Give up. We, like, because we were like, you know, we always determined to kind of keep growing and keep doing our thing. You know? Yeah. And that, I like, I, we wouldn't have been in the position that we were in with the private studio if we had that mindset mm. either of just like, oh, things are too hard. And don't get me wrong. There was a lot of very, very, very hard things in this shop and the process that I think anyone would have turned around and been like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing? But we got so deep into it that we couldn't just turn it out. So we were just doing whatever we could to get it going. But at the time that wasn't a concern at all. It was just like, all right, well, where else is there? And yeah, because of COVID, else? there were so many empty spaces in Terry Wars. Was. Um, no, not really. No, and they'd mostly been filled and this space had just come up um, and we kind of had a look at it. I think we originally looked at the very end one or well, thinking about the very yeah, end one. pretty cool. Um, but it was just a weird layout for a barbershop. Had great exposure, but it was just yeah. a weird layout. This is supposed to be four buildings on this side or four individual yeah. spots on this yeah. side. At the time, there was no walls. It was just massive. Yeah, so it was so open, yeah. Um, and you had the option to, uh, you had the option to be able to take more than one spot too. As yeah. Well. You could, we could have taken two shops. Uh, of course, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but just as a kind of for knowledge and people to kind of uh, be like, oh, that would have been cool. Uh, Milky Lane, for instance, if anyone knows where Terrible is, Milky Lane was was actually possibly going to go next door. There was actually yeah. negotiations on that. Um, they would have. We, they would have taken three shops and we would have taken the, the next yeah. shop next to it and that would have been a fucking mad time. Yeah, because at the time it was a rumour and we'd heard of that, but there wasn't really anything. There was a lot of spots, but nothing to facilitate them. Yeah. And we asked the real estate agent when we were in here, like, oh, has anyone else looked at any of the others? And he's like, oh, some place called Milky Lane or something to yeah. the other three. And yeah. we're like, you and yeah. I looked at each other like, that would be sick. That would be mad. Um. And they were struggling trying to find, as far as I'm aware, they were struggling to find something that was a big enough space, but in a right location. Obviously, they want that water view. Esplanade. They're they're in the perfect spot. Oh, this spot's sick. Yeah, so sick. Um, But yeah, I think like this spot had just come up and it kind of fit exactly what we needed. And it already came furnished with like the bathroom and this room out the back was already done. And it was supposed to be a kitchen, but we just ripped that out and cut a hole in the wall. Yeah. um, And built this wall. And 
yeah, we pretty much just went from there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking wild time. And oh, just like thinking about it right now, like when you were talking about it before though, like when you were like, fuck, there was some really, really hard times. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to it, and I think this is just my mentality of how, how it is. It wasn't like it was hard because we've never done it before, but now I'm like, that was actually quite easy. Yeah. Like, it's hard because it was scary. Yeah, it was scary. It's it's scary as fuck. Even now, it's still scary as fuck. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely have more hair on my balls. Which yeah. I don't. I shave my balls. <laughs> um, going forward, I'm like, yo, I could actually set up a company heaps easier now. I yeah. understand what goes into setting up a shop. Mm. Like, I do get it. You know, mm. uh, we've applied for our liquor license. And a lot of people are like, is that really hard to do? Mm. it's not it actually no. not like I spent like two hours here the other day doing it and I was like this wasn't actually as hard as no. I you know getting a different kind of license could be a little bit it's more time consuming than yeah. anything but the thing is like we build up in our minds so much and like you know use this as a bit of a motivation or inspiration like that things like this are near impossible to get yeah you and I don't know fucking shit about shit no. you know I might have a little bit more experience in that business world, but not much more than you. Mm. But we kind of just go, okay, fuck it. Let's just go for it. Figure the shit out. Yeah. Because we believe, we just believed it was going to work. Oh, for sure. And that was like, that's that whole um, positive mindset and being around people that are positive and that sort of thing. It's a a massive part of everything. And... um, and that's why I want to like, you know, in p- previous videos as well, like we're very lucky that Jacob and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. There's no ever mm. like, you know, it, through the periods of the time of doing this shop, there was no frustration. There was no, <clears throat> no, no, we've never argued. We've never anything like that, which is very, we're very lucky mm. because we both understand the vision and we're going towards that vision together. Yeah. Uh I think I may have lost my shit maybe two or three times, but it wasn't even that bad. It was just no. like a building. Like, it was just frustrating. It was frustrating things, because yeah. it was like the fucking jit rock was falling off. <laughs> Fuck the jit rock, hey. Yeah. Like, and I'd like, but I wasn't, I wasn't angry at him. I wasn't angry. Yeah, it's, I was it's just like, holy fuck me. I'm so pissed off with this shit yeah. right now. Uh, I was tired, exhausted, like, you know, mm. mentally drained, physically drained, just trying to get it happening. Uh, we, we would hit speed bumps where... Um, we're like fuck we've ran out of money what do we do yeah you know but we figured it out we fucking did yeah. figure it out but that, it? like that that's that whole it's that whole mindset of like in the beginning we knew it was going to work and there was no doubts about that and it's that whole like being in that positive mindset from the beginning there was literally no option of just it not working in our heads it could have not but in our heads we were convinced that it was going to work because you have to have that mentality, otherwise you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, like, and 100%, and it sounds so cliche, and you probably heard it from a lot of different people, like, that are fucking famous or whatever like that, but you got to be a little bit of a nutcase to do this shit. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm a nutcase. I think I'm just living the life that I want to live, mm. but people think it's crazy. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, you've, you were only doing the private shoot for a year, and now you're expanding into this thing. It's just like, yo... Yeah, I guess like it's crazy, but it's but it's like in the same like I mean, we just put the work. Yeah, people are most people are afraid of risk. Yeah, understandably so. I'm still afraid of risk, but it's that we all are. You've got to. It's easy to look at the private studio and be like, "That's safe. Don't do anything." Like, why would you expand and go somewhere else that's risky? Yeah, but that was also a risk. 
You know what yeah. I mean? It's like we wouldn't have been there until, unless we took that risk and did it. But the risk as well, like what you're talking about there, it's the privacy would have been a risk if we did stay because what happens is we were that busy. Mm. Even if, like Haley was pretty much 75 nearly booked out. Like yeah. 75% booked out most of the time and she was building up her clientele. Uh, we were booked out all the time. Every do you know week. what I mean? Like every week. And we like still are quite busy here and stuff like that as people are still trying to find where we're at. But we would have got to a point where we couldn't have fit more chairs in there. No. It would literally would have just been us three there all the time. Yeah, and we'd be stuck. And we would have stuck. And we would have to turn clients down and we would have just hit a we just would have hit a ceiling. Yeah. Like what else are we meant to do in that shop with three chairs? Oh, for sure. But like the, the point I'm getting at is that it's easy for people to look at something that's already established and think that it's not a risk mm. and that doing something else is a risk. But you got to think about before we started that, people also thought it was a risk. And then before oh, you yeah. moved into Louis Lou, it was also a risk. Yeah. But sure. it's not until it's there and people can see it that they can see the same thing that we're seeing. In our heads, this was built and it was pumping and we knew yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah. But you've got to have that mentality in the get-go that it's going to work no yeah. matter what yeah and that's what we did we made it work no matter what little things came up with money or little things with the like food stuff that we didn't realize we needed to do that pushes back even more and more and more yeah. but it's that whole mindset of like if you've already given up before you've tried what's the point yeah the same reason Sorry. people were like why are you doing a cafe in terrible because we believed in it yeah, it exactly isn't right and we still believe in it. And like, even to this day, we I even send something in the, in the, yeah. we have a Slack message group and stuff like that, uh, about just adapting and evolving mm. because we believe it's going to work. Yeah. Yes. The shop's built, but we're still building. Yeah. Like every day it's, it's not physically being built by like putting walls up and shit. It's we're building that brand. We're building and what we're doing here is we're starting this and we're building this and yes, we'll have frustration with that. But yeah, as you're saying, like, you know, we just won't give the fuck up and that's no. why we will succeed. Mm. It's because we won't give the fuck up. Yeah. We will just keep going until we fucking bleed and die. Mm. Like, and that's the mentality we have and that's the mentality we, we had going through building this shop, didn't we? Yeah. And even saying this right now this is a bit of a therapy session. Going through that build together mm-hmm. really, of course, brought us closer together not just as like friends, but of course, business partners, but also strengthening. Like I would rather be frustrated. I would rather be going through building the cafe up than building this shop. Yeah. Like physically, because I know in time, like it's just, it's, it's just easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it seems so much easier because like you've got that resilience of, okay. Yeah. It's food. Other people, so many other people have done food before. We kind of just copy a little bit here and there, put our inspiration to it, our creativity yeah. to it. It's good. But here we were literally creating. There's nothing that I can see that is like this shop anywhere else. You know, no. there's aspects of it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's a lot. Of, there's a, oh, fuck. I have to turn the camera off and then back on. Camera's off. Camera's off. Welcome back, Patrick. Um, we were creating something from different inspirations. Like we have, so the whole concept of this, if you don't understand what we do here in Terrigal for mm. Supertas, where we're going and where we're going, mm. of course, we're still rolling things out as we go. But we are a star bar with a cafe and a bar, as well as a barbershop. We are four yep. different things. We're a venue. We're not a barbershop. We are not just a cafe. No. 
we are a venue. And I think that's where we've got to get to is yeah. because there's a lot of places that have like a blow bar, for instance, right? There's a place in Sydney called Blow Bar. Um, really, really cool thing, but it's just catered for women, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it. Um, and then there's like, of course, so many barbershops. Uh, there's a there's barbershops and a cafe. They, there's all that kind of thing, but there's they haven't molded these four things together. I don't know no. where the fuck that else. I've seen maybe a little bit of like I saw in Sydney. There's like maybe barber and blow bar, like yeah. Thing, but there's still yet again no blow bar, bar, cafe, and bar. Yeah, those four elements. Those four different businesses running as one. That's why why what we went through. We created something that's unique. And that's why it was so hard and so scary is because we couldn't look at someone and go, okay, that works, so we're going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like, the, the whole process that we went through from working on it from the get-go to now, the amount of stuff behind the scenes that happened before we even walked in here was huge yeah. to the point where it's like we're not worried about anyone coming in and doing the same thing because they're going to have to start from the first thing and then work the whole way through it by then we're already already built yeah. already like you know if someone tried to replicate this we were already months ahead exactly like, right and and that's the thing even now like you know we're still months ahead we've oh, we've sure. got shit that's going to roll out not just for Civitas but for this brand we are Civitas this is not even not even the tip of the iceberg it's the no. fucking little snowflake that's hitting the tip of the iceberg yeah. you know like um yeah i'm super excited like yeah do we want to very briefly go through the physical build in order of what happened and the little things that came up along the way yeah i will yeah let's do that but like quickly i will mention that we do have a about five to six part episode coming out on yes. youtube very soon mm-hmm. um i've got to i've got all the footage we've documented the whole thing uh i've also documented the first kind of couple of weeks before we even got the shop talking yeah. to solicitors uh talking to insurance talking to all that kind of stuff so you can get to see a little bit behind the scenes of that um but as soon as we've got the keys when the first night we hopped in here and got the fucking <laughs> So, oh no, I forgot about that. Okay, okay, that was PTSD. the shittest thing. Yeah, that was the shittest thing. Yeah, I'd rather build the fuck concrete bench tops in here uh-huh. than than denail the fucking timber yeah. we got because we thought, okay, we're gonna save. I would have just rather bought fucking timber to be honest. Looking back at it now, yes. Yeah. Well, so going into this, so I guess I'll start kickstart this one. Yeah. Because this is the first thing of it. Once we got the keys, once the solicitors, we, we spoke to like this with the leasing and all that kind of stuff, we uh, started the build. So we wanted to try and save as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. By the end of this uh, podcast, we'll tell you how much we've kind of spent. Um, so keep an eye out for this. I keep, keep an ear out and an eye out for that. Uh, so when we first started, especially because we learned a little bit of the privacy, we wanted to save as much money as possible. So we had a friend that's a demo guy, right? He's demolition. He's like, oh, I can get some timber for you. I was like, yeah, Matt, because mm. he demos houses. It's like, fucking earth, let's go. Uh, save a bit of money, maybe save like 1500 bucks or some shit. Yeah. We ended up getting that and uh, the amount of fucking nails. It was a half a house. Shit rock. I think he said it was half a house of timber. Yeah. With nails and gyprock gyp rock yeah. and random glues, pieces of metal. Yeah. Um, that we had to transport from... Your house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got footage of that too, yeah. uh, Which permanently bent your roof racks and were 
bouncing all over the place. So we pretty much had half a bouncing. house on your roof. That was so good. Um, and then we knew that we had uh, Dicko was coming in to do all the carpentry stuff that week. That think, week. Yeah. So I think we had two or three nights to actually smash all that out yeah. whilst working at the studio. Yeah. That was probably the hardest thing because what happened was it was just to, there was no window to get like it was so hot. Oh, it was, it was disgusting. So yeah, was, that was coming in October. Was it no November? It was, was November. It, yeah, yeah, November summertime. Yeah, there's no there's no air flowing here. We still haven't got aircon, but we kind of got away with a few things. But anyway, we ended up getting that. We saved a bit of money, which is cool. But denailing, man, it sucked. We ended up having to buy a little bit of timber, not much. Mm. We I guess we did save a bit of money. Oh, we but, definitely would have. But, yeah, but next, but like, but. The amount of money we did spend on this shit, I just... Really it wasn't just, really worth you know, that. We should just fucking spend <laughs> that money. effort, yeah. Like, it's just like, you know... Thinking, like, thinking to, like, the final figure of kind of roughly how much we spent on stuff, that amount of money that we saved by going through all that hell wasn't worth it. No. Like, that is that $1,000 or whatever we saved no. on using that... Compared to how much Compared to how much we spent is like dollars and cents. <laughs> it fucking is. To the point where we cents. should have just bought it. Yeah. Because yeah. it would have just like, we probably would. But at the same time, of course, we can't really say that it's going to, you know, build, build, it just built us. Built yeah. a, that's the mentality we're going into this shop. And that's yeah. the mentality we have. It's, it's not so much that we did it, but like the mentality is like, we're going to fucking make this happen no matter what. Exactly right, yeah. And the first thing we started doing is fucking denailing pieces of wood from a fucking house. Yeah. That could have been built fuck 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That are in this house, yeah. In, in this shop. Uh, then what did we move on to after? So Dico built the shop. Yeah, Dico um, company. What are they? Creative. Not all aspects. Creative built. Creative built. Creative built yeah. carpentry. Yeah, nailed it. Absolute <laughs> legends. Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, so they came in did all the framework, uh, and then yeah, they built the frame at the back here and all the. So that black wall that you see is like a service wall, so all the yeah. pipes and stuff are running through that. Uh, that's when we got the plumbers in. Yeah. So I ended up getting the plumbers. So we got a quote of someone and then we ended up getting a quote from someone else. And uh, we ended up getting the people that have actually done the plumbing for this building. Uh, So they knew where shit was and they they ended up saving us a bit of money. Um, Especially with the build with the plumbing, we we hit it. That's when we first, (laughs) I think that's when we first hit our first problem. Yes. It was like, okay, we want to do this shit legit. Uh, they did the plumbing they did a bit of core drilling so like whatever but then we for the cafe you need a a floor wastage yeah like Um, a food prep area you need a floor wastage drain yeah floor wastage drain and I was I I literally had an argument with the plumber being like you need this and he was like no you don't yeah and we're like we will pay you to do it and he's like no don't need it no don't I'm like okay and then we're out I remember remember when we went to Mumbo's for yeah 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 I no, I think Anna was there anyway. Yeah. Went to Mumbo's one time. I think it was for our Christmas party. No, it was for our Christmas yeah. party. Uh, some guy from the council called. He's like, yeah, you did. You need it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So we ended up getting that happening and uh, it cost a little bit more extra money, but it actually cost, it was actually not too bad, to be honest. It was less than what we got quoted mm. from another person. It's a ridiculous amount of money for a hole in the floor, but when you understand kind of what they're doing, it kind of makes sense. It's yeah. just a really shit job. Okay. So we spent $11,000 on plumbing. Right? Yeah. 11 grand. 11 grand. <laughs> on some pipes. But that's not the most expensive thing we bought. No. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so, they drilled through the floor into the underground car. There's an underground car park under here. Yeah. Uh, and then ran the pipe for that. Because um, the only other drain is 
where we are now, yeah? Yeah, underneath so this wall. underneath us is where the other drain is. I'm just going to plug this computer in, keep talking. So we needed to run, we pretty much needed a drain for the very other end of the shop, but there wasn't one till here. So we couldn't just sweep the water down there. The no. whole idea of having a, a drain there is so that if you have a spill or something leaks or whatever, we can push it down there, which yeah, is great. Exactly it right. works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the electricians came in next and just did all the wiring and got everything set up ready, mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, so they didn't hang any lights or anything because we have these really nice pendant lights and they would have just got disgusting from all the dust. Uh, and then we yeah, didn't lighting for ages, eh? Nah, that was like one of the last things. Yeah. They ran all the electricity. And- yeah, they went all that. It was really cool and shit like that. And then, then we moved on to the... Um, the benches? The bench tops, yeah. yeah. I must say the bench tops were the funnest thing. And the, it, yeah. for me, personally, it was the funnest thing. Um, I learned a lot from it. Mm. satisfying but also very hard yeah it was a very hard task but it was at the end of the day it was actually quite satisfying yeah um, what we built uh and if you haven't seen the shop of course we can um go to our instagram if you have been in the shop we anything that you see concrete we built mm. except so there's the the bench at the very front for the bar which yeah. is technically two pieces yes uh there's the long one that runs the entire way of the wall which is on one piece yeah and then there's the freestanding one that we also built. That's freestanding, yeah. the one for the makeup. It's uh, not attached to the wall. Yeah, because the barber one's anchored into the concrete wall behind it. Yeah. Um, which we almost screwed up by drilling the whole way through. Yeah, but we um we're okay with that. Yeah, that's all right. Lucky, <laughs> um, lucky our landlord's beautiful. He's yeah. Man. And then the other one we had to build the legs for, which was the scariest part for us. We had to build the legs and build the frame and then pour it all in. Oh, for hope the freestanding one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hope that it didn't all leak out. But... Oh. That came out hey, phenomenal. Nick's handiwork of being a kitchen cabinet maker exactly back in right. the day. I'm a weapon with a fucking nail gun, for sure. Nailed it. Literally, Nailed it, for again. sure. Uh, and that was fun. We had a lot of help. We had help from yeah. friends and stuff like that. We've got, of course, footage and, and, and documented that a little bit. And that was cool. Like, we ended up, uh, fuck, like, so much to unpack because it wasn't just like, yeah, we did that and that was easy. Like, there's things like we went, we went to Buddings yeah um and i was like hey, look we need i don't we didn't know what con- concrete lucky the people at bunnings were so lovely yeah we went there super late like 6 30 at and night it was literally shit. about they they closed the gate as we drove into the trade section yeah we had, to, like, we had to i was gonna ask for them to let us see yeah i was like because we, we just wanted to get it done yeah. and uh we i was gonna borrow a trailer i was driving my so he had his ute but i had my fucking corolla the fucking it's a, it's a weapon the, the work ute the work ute <laughs> fucking work you for sure uh i was gonna tow the concrete because mm. we're just gonna just put a pallet on there pallet doesn't yeah. fit on the back of the ute we're no. like fuck we'll try and make it easy and we'll do it anyway they had like a heavy duty trailer it was so much weight on my car already and yeah. we're gonna put a fucking ton of like it would have <laughs> fucked my car to be honest like, it i honestly would've. put it killed it yeah but they ended up uh they ended up helping us out. They were like, look, we have this new kind of concrete that is actually for concrete bench tops. Mm-hmm. It's uh, actually a stronger PSI than construction concrete. It's usually mm-hmm. 25 PSI for construction for this stuff. It's 50, which is hectic. Um, and we ended up getting these bags and we ended up just hand loading them into the back of the ute. And, mm-hmm. But we didn't get enough. We didn't get no. enough. We had to go get another 20, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But even then, so like... Fast forward a little bit. Um, hear that pumping music. Hopefully you can't pick that up now. 
So it's F45 going right now. Um, so we ended up having to get another 20 bags. Um, I've just fast forward a little bit. If you see the, see the little doco type series thing, you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about. Uh, and then we were building the last bench. That was the barber bench. Like mm-hmm. we had enough for the freestanding with the bar yeah. was fine, all that kind of shit. I was like, hey, we'll, we'll fucking like get it. We, we hired a mixer and we'll like fucking get this big bucket. Like we literally broke three buckets, but like we just poured it into a fucking bucket, lifted it up and fucking poured it in and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. But the big bench is like 11 meters long, mm. has two cracks in it now, which is not too bad. Uh, and that we, I thought we were going to run out. We actually, actually could have fucking maybe done an extra five bags in there. Yeah. At least. Yeah. To get it smooth and flat. Just how like the bar is in the freestanding because if you see it kind of, it's a bit wavy. It's a little bit wavy. But we made it happen. I was like, holy yeah. shit, I can't believe we've done it. Because if we, that we were doing that at like 9 or 10 p.m. It was yeah. late, so everything was shut. And we had like just a floodlight. Yeah. And I think we were looking at it and the, the issue with that, with concrete is you can't like, if we had let that, left it till the next morning, then come back in and topped it up, it would have had weird color and it would have cracked, cracked and it would have yeah. looked weird. So we were sitting there kind of stressing out. It's been like, I don't know if we're going to have enough, but we just had enough to get it good to where we were at yeah and i was just yeah. like fuck it like it is what it is it's a story and it works yeah. it is what it is uh what did we move on to after we did we started once it dried we did a plastering then didn't we i think we did plastering yeah yeah we it plastered underneath sucked i don't really want to talk too much about no. plastering it was the shittest thing ever plus the walls all that kind of stuff painted maddie uh jacob's girlfriend helped us out with a bit of painting yeah she did nice painting it's not really it's that like exciting all that kind degrees. of shit it was pretty fucking filthy. Yeah. Um, painting, plastering, it's, it's not really that exciting. What did, what did we move on to our... Okay, in the meantime, we're talking about getting the bar done. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And that's when... That, that process took about two months to get the bar actually from discussing it yeah. to getting it built. This is probably the most expensive thing we bought. We could have literally bought a brand new fucking car with it. Like, not a shitty brand new like car a like nice. a decent car yeah. like you know maybe like a $25,000 car mm-hmm. quite literally 25000 fucking dollars for this bar for just the bar the bar section is made up of a bit more money than that as yeah. well so the bar itself uh, including fridges and the custom made bar and all that kind of shit is 20 grand mm-hmm. like $19,998 like literally mm. the which f- sounds ridiculous which yeah but I mean, it's fucking worth it. It is very nice. Shit, it looks yeah. fucking... Like, we haven't even used its potential. No. Like, it's got so much potential. Yeah. Uh, of course, you've got the concrete bench tops, which cost like $1,000, or $1,500, and then you've got the flooring. We had to get that flooring done. Um, we'll quickly touch on the bar. Um, we had someone that helped us a lot. Huge. Hugely. And shout out to you, Anthony Stamos, if you are listening to this or want mm. to listen to it. Uh, he's the man. Like, he, of course, helped us design it. Uh, and kind of measure things out and give us pointers and like yeah he saved our ass yeah the dude was like a chef so yeah. like that's the reason why he was even even no it was going back to when we had the plumbing he's just like you need because yeah when, when we get the plumbing he was the reason why we got the floor wastage because yes. like, you need the floor wastage yeah because we have the health inspector come in he's like box out all the you got, you got to cap off all the fucking uh, all the electrical and the plumbing and stuff like that which yeah. we didn't do two spots but here's what mm-hmm. it is still looks pretty clean um he, he was like, yo, you want this place to look fucking pristine. Yeah. Even to the point where he's just like, you can't even have concrete on top. Like, 
Yeah, we're gonna have exposed pipes, exposed concrete, concrete above a food lights. prep area. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, so that's the reason why we end up getting like a, a false uh, roof built. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he helped us out a lot, and once the bar went in, man, it was fucking. It just it actually that only took like four hours to install, and not even three hours. Yeah, it was all built externally, so it's like the fridge yeah. was delivered separately. Yeah. Which is a big three door fridge of the food uh, prep well. Yeah. And then there's the the custom stainless steel bench, the dishwasher, dishwasher, the ice machine, yeah. and then there's custom like shelves, cabinets, massive sink for washing up. Uh, and then a hand wash sink. Mm. Um, and again, it's just like we needed the roof to be covered, no exposed pipes or lights, no... We had to... Uh, the vinyl floor wraps all the way up the wall, so it's all waterproof. The corner had to be tiled because it's the, like, mm. wash-up area. Yeah. Um, which we ended up doing ourselves. Yeah, tiled which, splashback, yeah. which we did as well. Yeah, because we... <laughs> We learned how to do that shit from the private studio, which yeah. is cool. So we, we took our time and it actually came out pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. And it's like, it's legit. And that was the one thing that Anthony said. He's like, look, you, it's an investment and you want it to look good. So yeah. it's the first thing people see when they come in, when they walk past or when they're getting a coffee. It's yeah. there. Yeah. And it's a statement. Yeah. Um, it was just a very fucking expensive it's statement. very expensive. Fuck it was pretty disgusting sending that money away, but it is what it is. Yeah. It's worth though. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, as you said, like, you know, we haven't even used it to the potential once we get our bar license, once we yeah. discuss and re- uh, uh, what we're going to release for the cafe area and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We just have, we do sandwiches now, of course. So that's, we're getting used out of the prep wells. And yeah. we, we could get even more use out of them by doing more turnover or like even just different sandwiches and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was the biggest expense and that was hectic. It was really cool. So as you can probably see already, we've, from the plumbing and the bar, we've spent about $36,000 mm-hmm. from the plumbing and the bar. Mm-hmm. We had electrical, right? And that, that was a cost, you know? Yeah. It was about $6,000, $5,000. No, $6,000. Yeah. We did get helped out. We did get a bit Definitely. of help out. And that's uh, Raz, my man Raz, uh, his company. I know what it is, but I can't think of it on the top of my head. What is that? Razman Connections. <laughs> Legit. I deserve a shout out. They were legends. Yeah, they were so good. Uh, yeah, so that's when they got, got the bar built. Tiles as well. Shout out to um, Lewis. Uh, L. J. Hooker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that's, that's like, I mean, there was definitely a lot, a lot more that went into it. Like, you know, um, Driving down to Sydney, picking up the chairs and all the chairs. What else did we do? We did heaps of other shit. But I, I, I think like without going too much into it, let's get onto these. We've got a couple of Q and A questions. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I don't want to drag this on for fucking years. But a lot went on. A lot went on with the shop, and uh, but we got it. We got it done. Yeah. Got it done for sure. Um, yeah, what I was going to say is like, let's not drag this uh, podcast on for too long. Let's get some fucking these Q&A questions done. And then if you want to keep following us, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Thank you. Subscribe to this podcast. Uh, and keep an eye out for that build series because there's a lot of shit that we mm. haven't touched on that we actually documented. Yeah. Within uh, all of those little things, there were so many little uh, other battles mm that just took ages. Yeah. Like we're going to Bunnings once every 
Oh man, I'm so Probably glad. once a day, sometimes so twice or three times a day. I'm glad that we never go back to Bunnings no, Flesh now. Fuck that place. Great oh. place, but fuck that place. Yeah. Um, this shop was built by Bunnings. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the struggles with that, struggles with money, struggles with us not understanding what we were doing and doing things wrong and then having to redo it. Um, there's just like, there's just so many little battles within each of it, um, which is all shown in that. We've documented literally everything. So that'd be yeah. sick. I'm keen to watch that too, because there's a lot of stuff. So am I. We're going to release it over the next like, look, I haven't got a plan to, I've got to put it together. We've got yeah. definitely got footage on different cameras and stuff like that. Uh, but we will do that and you can check it out. Um, so yeah, we've got some questions. Have you got a questions on the top of your head? We've got a couple. Uh, one of them was, uh, where are we? All right. Cool. So one was, where do you see Civitas in five years? That's from Jono. Shout out Jono. Jono, brother. Every week. What a legend. Um, where do you see? We'll go you and then me. All right. See if we're on the same page. So, Civitas itself. Uh, yeah, we are Civitas, yeah. the brand. Yeah, the company that oversees everything. Um, it's just like there's literally no, it's everything. It's not, when I don't want to be, bo- when it, we don't want to be boxed into just being this. Yeah. Um, I love to have multiple stores of this dropped in other locations yeah. that aren't local. Yeah. Um, which obviously involves building this up a lot. So I think like this pumping and they're really having our packages going up, bar going yeah. and dropping that elsewhere. Systems and procedures. Yeah. yeah. Really, uh, nailing, really nailing that process. So then when we do copy and paste, it's literally like the, here's the handbook of how to run this shop. Yeah. And we've already started that with everything, with yeah. with accounting and bookkeeping yeah, and all of the back end stuff back-end has been shit. set up from day one to be full on legit. Yeah, which is just quick little advice on the, any business people out there, invest in bookkeepers and accounts. Massive. Like, like a group, like if you want someone good, message us because we have a group of people that really yeah. look up. We've saved so much money already. Exactly. Like, right. of course, we're not going to buy jet skis this week, which I can't wait for, I can't wait till she says... Yeah, you can buy a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy dirt bike. Dirt bikes, yeah. Well, but, but literally every day they have been on our back about getting systems set up so that it becomes just yeah. a regular thing, you know, uh, investing in that yeah. for sure. And it sucks. Like, it's just, it's the last thing that, uh, it is a full-time job to be doing that yeah. and making sure you're doing it right rather than just being like, just kind of lightly spreading it out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, shout out Anya. Yeah, I know. She's a G. Yeah, I'm pretty Um, sure she's Russian or Ukrainian. She says, yeah, she's mad. Yeah, she's a legend. She's she's a certified gangster. She's a gangster. Um, Yeah, so multiple stores. I'm going to say she runs the business, man. She pretty much does. When when she calls me, I'm like, she's my boss. Yeah, she feels like the boss. 100%. She kind of feels like my boss, which I kind of like because I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever she says. Yeah. uh, And I'll put my trust in her. Yeah. So, yeah, five years, multiple stores. Multiple stores. I want clothing to be its full-on, Civitas clothing to be doing its thing. Yeah. Um, what else? There's a few other aspects that I don't know if you want to touch on at the moment, but there's a few other little things that we really want to work on that I want to get set up. Yep, yep. That, yeah, that we, feed into the barber stuff. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, that I think long-term that's going to be a thing just because we need we need the right team. Yeah. Especially barbering. Like we're, we're, we're trying to solve a problem that, is continuously happening is in the barber world. There's just not enough quality barbers, and it's it's just 
Yeah, it's we're in a bit of a weird limbo stage. I think like everyone <laughs> hear it all the time whenever people come in, they're like, oh, barbershops shops are really like taking off recently. Off. Like, nah, this is know. literally the start of barbering in Australia. You only have to look at England and America and yeah. see what they're doing to realize that we are just fish in the pond. Like this is, it's going to get huge. This is nothing, man. Um, but which is why this is here to yeah. preemptively but, set but, that up. But. but yeah, we're trying to like even figure out thinking in the back minds of like, okay, how can we cater and make it efficient where how do we get barbers to yeah. get to levels where they're not just in cutting hair in a shop where it's like in and out, in and out, in and out, in and yeah. out. Actually getting them be, to become a personality within themselves, like become, yeah. you know, when there's barbershops, especially in America or England, all the barbers are pretty much known like as individual characters of the shop and that's how any kind of business should be run is getting people like and that's how brand and all that kind of stuff as i've experienced is getting people like to be personally known will definitely just help business but also help reputation and brand and like getting clients especially with barbering getting clientele in back and back and back because of course you've got hair like haircuts a thing you know but at the same time to enhance that experience you've got to yeah just bring that yeah. value gonna say yeah we've got the creative thing as well creative um, i'm soaked on i think creative is a massive yeah that's art. that's uh yeah 100 the civitas creative it's um it's it's kind of cool because in a way it's like we both do like he's like jacob and i are part of civitas creative and of course like anything we do civitas him and i are together but at the same time it's kind of like he's clothing i'm creative but we work on it together yeah that makes sense like it's course like um, because that's where both of our passions lie outside yeah, of cutting hair. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, of course, Jacob's not a videographer or a photographer, but he still appreciates what, what we do there. And of course, we, we discuss ideas of how we can build that like, team up, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then the same with clothing. It's like, I, I don't know how to design clothing. Jacob, mm. Jacob uh, has that skill in that. Um, but there's things that I can add value to, you know, in his, his department there as well. And, of course, we build it together, not just being like, okay, it's Jacob's thing, he does his thing, and I'll do the thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think the biggest thing as well that we want to focus on over the next five years, over the next year, mm. is this podcast, 100%, regularly, and our YouTube content. Yeah, content. Content and telling the fucking story because we, we want to just be known – more than just being a barbershop or more being just a venue or a clothing company or something like that. We want to be able to be, we want to use all that clothing, uh, creative stuff, like our, like videography, photography, all that kind of stuff. Barb, like, I'm going to stop saying barbershop, our venue. Um, they're vehicles to really push the message that we're trying to push, mm. which Civitas is community. Yeah. And it's just providing value and experiences to all humans. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Yeah, and that's I, that's that's the thing is it's all of this is just to provide that value and things like when we had our opening night, that's what really, and it was the same as when we did the, the twenty four hour challenge and the TPS Fridays and stuff like that. Mm. Seeing people use and utilize the space that we've created the way that we intended is by far the biggest positive of all of this yeah and that was always the thing from day one was the community Civitas yeah um that was that's why it's the name it was like our biggest uh goal is to create a community and give that value to people and all of that 
through clothing and through the creative and through the shop is allowing people to utilize that mm. and that's where we get our like satisfaction yeah 100 um and that's another part of the the content and that sort of thing it's just yeah reaching ourselves outside of this little bubble on the coast yeah for sure and like we, we want to communicate that like of course we're not actually chasing the money of course we've mm. got to have money to run a successful business but i would rather be able to get the company to a point where it's running healthy yeah and be on a be on a 40 dollars wage yeah. a year just being able to go camping with my daughter and stuff like that because we yes. built something well that was it's the same as with coming from the studio the, the money is just a vehicle to further yeah, that message tool, and yeah, that, that's why we reinvested into this and yeah. then there's little things that we're now that we're slowly starting to make money again that we're reinvesting into just just push that in. message exactly right. further and further. Yeah. Um, yeah, because at the end of the day, we're not really, you know, there's people that we've resonated with, people that have made successful businesses, people that, you know, uh, we look up to and all of them say, we keep reinvesting in businesses. Yes. Even like local dudes as well, like there's someone, Scott Madden. Scott, legend. Legend dude. We, super massive uh, inspiration to us. Mm-hmm. And Jacob and I even discussed, he put something up the other day. It's like, just reinvest, keep reinvesting your money because yeah. you're not going to get any kind of profit. And it's not that, like, you know, I'm not talking about business right now and the fucking way of profit margin, blah, blah. But our main priority is not to make $100 million a year. Our main priority is to just give the best experience possible and the most value um, yes. as we possibly can. I Like, even with the sandwiches, for instance, I don't even know how much money I'm spending on no. making those. I've got no clue either. Like, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I bought uh, 100 bucks worth of shit. I'm going to sell them for 12 bucks. Um, made 10 sandwiches. Oh, sweet. We'll make 20 bucks off it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, no, well, like, you know, I'm being, buying a big jar of thing that could last us two weeks. And yeah. like, I just think of a fuck about that. You no, know, just I'm cool. just trying to add value to people's lives. And yeah. look, at the end of the day, like, you know, it might be the wrong thing to do. But at the same time, I don't want to get hung up in, um, you know, Shit. Anyway, we've got a bit sidetracked. What, what other questions we've got? Uh, where are we? Do we need to reset the camera at all? Or are we sweet? No, we're sweet, bro. Um, oh, hang on. I don't think I was recording. <laughs> all right, looks like it's just going to be an audio. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Actually, no, what, what I'll do is we'll, I'll cut that and at the end of it be like, listen to the whole thing on... Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's Spotify. See, just roll the fucking punches. Just doing it. You know. We're just of course, the there's bat. gonna be fucking stress. I better turn the camera off then. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about you piece of shit. Fuck. Uh, it's annoying. What was the hardest obstacle to overcome in the planning? That was from Keelan Smith. He's also a legend. In the planning. Um, in the, planning. <laughs> the planning of the shop. I think. I don't know. The hardest thing to overcome. Talking to solicitors. Yeah, that sucked. Reading the stupid yeah. lease thing yeah. and randomized gibberish. It was kind of like I had to, I read it and then translated it as best I could to Jacob, and then he was like, "Okay, sweet," and I was like, "And then I was like, I still don't get it." <laughs> it's know? just I, it's it's the stuff that I think I think in a general sense it was the feeling like we were kind of like in over our heads in a way I guess like it was more the mental side of not really fully understanding 
that stuff like that and being like, what is going on? I don't understand how to read lawyer stuff. Yeah, because they fucking word it in so many yeah. ways. Like- and it's like, it wasn't necessarily just the lawyer part of it, but I think it was like having to overcome that thought of like, okay, well, this is a bit too hard. I don't know what's going on. How do we understand this? So on and so forth. Yeah. Um, that it was hard to kind of like pull ourselves out of that and be like, nah, we can fucking do it. Yeah. Even though we don't get it, it's just going to take us a little bit longer to understand it. But yeah. now that we have- But even now, like I feel, I feel like myself in confidence is, uh, Jacob and I being straight out there, we communicate quite well in the way that we just rely on is that an important message? Yeah. You're in a second. Okay, sweet, cool. We're going to wrap this up in a second. Yeah. Uh, so we, I'm going to say like we, we've just really betted on our strength and Jacob and I understand that's why we move so quick is because it's not like I'm not expecting Jacob to do stuff. Like there's, we have our roles. We have our strengths. You know what I mean? Like I actually quite enjoy the lawyer and that the, the talk with solicitors and the bookkeepers and stuff like that. I'm not saying Jacob's not going to do that, but at the same yeah. time, it's like we had to come to an agreement, like understanding that, yo, uh, I'm going to do this. I'll do this. I'll take care of this. I'll keep you updated with everything and I'll communicate with you. But at the same time, you don't need to stress about this. Yeah. Just let me do this because that's what I love to do. And Jacob does, does his thing, like especially with clothing or the even like just helping just running the shop. You know, mm. um, it's yeah, like it's 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 it just just works. Like we just had this forming the day. Okay, so we have. Well, did we answer that question? I think so. I think so. Okay, so just we'll smash them out real quick. Uh, I've got two questions here. Uh, someone said K. I think it is K I. What did you initially vision for Civitas as a whole, and had that changed at all? No. It did not change, but it did. It was more than I expected. Like in yeah. a way that when we saw the shop and especially the opening, it was so much better than I expected. Yeah. Everything is how it was, yeah. but now it's on steroids. Yeah. We I agree. executed like it wasn't like because of the private studio. When I did that, or when we did that, I expected actually something different. Yeah. I expected something to end when we got the end. We kind of adapted and molded, but now it's kind of yeah. like we did this vision. Uh, and the last one is how the fuck did you get so much done? We just fucking did it. Yeah, we're like coming in here in the morning doing stuff, working f- at the studio from 10 till 8 and then coming back in here and working from 8 till midnight, just smashing it out. Smashing it. Yeah, it's it was just beyond that. Like, because we knew we had to get it done, it wasn't really a case of like, oh, like we felt exhausted, but it was it just had to be done. There was no, yeah. there was no ifs or buts about it. It just no, had to be finished. And because done. we were so passionate about it, it didn't feel like we were dragging ourselves there to do it it was just there was no option but to just finish it yeah so we did and we got it done we're practitioners man uh look not to race not to run but we gotta get going we've got a fun little meeting so uh thank you for listening make sure you like subscribe wait it's not being filmed uh (laughs) make sure you subscribe this podcast we're gonna fucking try and post one a week yeah one a week that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna be consistent with it we're gonna fucking figure it out uh Yeah, fucking see ya.